This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade. We're asking the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida to order an immediate halt to social media companies' illegal, shameful censorship of the American people, and that's exactly what they are doing. We're demanding an end to the shadow banning, a stop to the silencing, and a stop to the blacklisting, banishing, and canceling that you know so well. Our case will prove this censorship is unlawful, it's unconstitutional, and it's completely un-American. We all know that. We all know that. And that is President of the United States with a press conference yesterday pushing back on his outright social media ban where rivals got together and agreed on one thing after January 6th, and they were leaning towards that anyway with a series of suspensions. Donald Trump is out. It concerned everyone from Angela Merkel to the president of Mexico. They thought if they could do that to President Trump, they could do it to anyone. Really? Is that the case? Jonathan Turley's with us, law professor at GW uh, and Fox News contributor. Jonathan, welcome back. Thank you. Do you think this is, from what you can tell so far, do you think the president is right to sue? Oh, I think he's right uh, to seek legal action. There's no question that Twitter is, and these other companies are engaging in extensive programs of censorship. It's also clear in my view that these programs are based on clear political bias. They take sides on scientific political issues and ban people uh, who want to talk about, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop or the origins of uh, the COVID virus. Uh, so there is not only censorship, but biased uh, censorship. Uh, so there's no question there's injury here. The, the problem is the cause of action. I think that the odds are stacked heavily against prevailing in the case. They have, what they have to do is they have to find a bridge over a very broad river um, because this is a private company, and private companies have a right to engage in censorship even when they're dem- demonstrably wrong, as is the case with Twitter and other companies. So what they have to do is to say, yeah, they're private companies, but they're really acting in cahoots, essentially, with the government. So you have all these members of Congress who have threatened these companies. You better engage in more uh, censorship. He, Senator Blumenthal has been a, a nonstop uh, you know, un, you know, record calling for censorship. So was many of his colleagues. Uh, they, they warned these executives, even when they were apologizing for the uh, laptop uh, censorship, uh, they proceeded immediately after that apology in a hearing to say, you better not be backsliding. We want more censorship. So the argument is, well, they're really acting as uh, at, at the instructions of the government, and that makes this a public act. That's not a frivolous argument. It's just a really hard argument to make for a court. Uh, so you'd have to show a collusion on top of exclusion. So we were excluding Donald Trump because of his point of view, show that. 
uh, and his political standing. And then you got to show that they're in cahoots. Yeah, I mean, the linkage they're showing is that Congress gives Twitter, for example, immunity under Section 230, while at the same time saying we might pull that immunity unless you do what Senator Blumenthal calls robust content modification, which is the Democratic Orwellian term for censorship. And that nexus is there. The question is whether legally a court will find that's enough. My guess is they probably will not. But it's a very difficult, novel case. Uh, It's not that there's not an injury here. It's just being able to establish that cause of action. Very interesting. Uh, Where would you file that? Where do you file that? And when do you expect to have that heard? Well, you file it in the federal court. They have their choice of where they want to do it because uh, there's a number of courts that would have jurisdiction. Uh, So, you know, they can try to do a little bit of form shopping and finding a more conservative circuit. Uh, But I think even in conservative circuits, these judges are likely to to be skeptical. It's not that they don't agree with uh, necessarily with some of the underlying objections. It's just that they, we've never had a court make this type of, of bridge uh, to, to get to a cause of action like this. Uh, so we'll see where they file it. Um, it could go to the Supreme Court. But once again, the Supreme Court itself may have trouble with this. You know, these, these are justices who have defended corporate speech uh, and the right of corporations to speak politically and to, and, and to limit speech. I want you to hear part of the strategy. John Cole is uh, one of the attorneys filing the suit for Donald Trump. Cut 43. The Supreme Court over the years has defined what makes one a government actor. By encouraging is one of the prongs of it. And they did that when they gave these companies immunity. They've encouraged them by giving them immunity to do things that Congress can't do themselves. Congress can't censor you. Also, by coercion, when all those Democratic senators kept threatening these companies, if you don't do what we say and ban Trump, censor Trump, censor their definition of misinformation or hate speech, we will tear you apart. We might be take away your immunity. Does that shed any light on what he's going to do? And also they talk about shadow banning, part of the subtleties where you repress people while you don't ban people. You could also show, too, the little bias when it comes to criticism of the Chinese president. That person who criticized the Chinese president was suspended briefly on Twitter. I mean, are all those things, can that matter? They can matter. First of all, John Cole is an absolutely outstanding lawyer. I know him well. And I should I should disclose that he called me about this lawsuit early on about how uh, the issues that might arise, and we talked about some of these underlying cases. The the point is a good one, uh, but I think even John recognizes that um, he's 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 going to have to really stretch out the existing precedent to make this type of nexus. Um, but you're also right, uh, Brian, about you know the record here doesn't have to have any embellishment. Twitter, for example, has made a a record against itself that all but the most extreme voices uh, would recognize. I mean, remember, Twitter admitted that it was censoring critics of the Indian government. 
So people that were India was having mass death due to the negligence of its government in dealing with COVID. And Twitter was censoring people who were trying to raise those issues, literally trying to save lives in India by pointing out failures of the government. So while Twitter is is silencing people that are questioning aspects of COVID, uh, opposed to the views of people like Fauci, um, it, it was actually censoring people, including doctors, who were trying to actually save lives by identifying where the government was failing to respond to the pandemic. So Twitter has made an overwhelming case against itself. The only question is the cause of action. Right, cause of action and what happens. And I'm wondering if this gets close. I guess if they have endless resources, do they get a settlement? Do they come back and say, listen, you have some good points. I really don't want to get rid of this. Uh, I really don't want to change your status. We'll put you back online, Mr. President. I would be surprised because Twitter went all in with censorship. And more importantly, Democratic members have been saying, you better not back down. I think Twitter wrote off conservatives. Uh, They made that decision years ago that they would become a sort of liberal platform. And they're comfortable with that. So I wouldn't necessarily expect uh, any type of of compromise. They're all in. Uh, they, you know, and the other thing is that Twitter is really disingenuous. You know, they constantly talk about being transparent. They're one of the least transparent companies on earth. I mean, they, in that case you just pointed out, involving the academic who mocked the Chinese government and was flagged, they refused to respond to her. So she couldn't get any response until one reporter picked up the issue and ran with it. Then Twitter responds. If there's if there's the publicity growing, they'll respond. But they couldn't give a damn about this academic, about her, you know, trying to get some explanation. And part of it is that a lot of this is now automatic. So the Chinese can have um, its people, the government can have its people flood Twitter with objections. And then there's an automatic program that will flag it. Well, lots of groups do this, right, to cancel people. They just flood Twitter with objections, knowing that people will get flagged. Wow. Well, I want to also, so we'll see where that goes. President certainly got some attention on that. I also don't think he could run for election without social media. I think that's just a fact. Uh, I also want to bring up Randy Weingarten. Uh, this uh, union head that thinks it's a great idea to keep the kids who need it most out of school and pretend that she's looking out for their welfare. She also came out and said, I, we do not teach critical race theory in K through 12. And then she came out and said this. Mark my words. Our union will defend any member who gets in trouble for teaching honest history. We have a legal defense fund ready to go, and we are preparing for litigation as we speak. Teaching the truth is not radical or wrong. Distorting history and threatening educators for teaching the truth is what is truly radical and wrong. Right. She's doing the Joe Biden whisper thing. Not effective for him or her. But, uh, Jonathan, what do you think about this? A legal defense fund to defend a program she says she's not teaching. Yeah, the other thing is how disingenuous a statement was. You know, Weingarten makes it sound like until she showed up, schools were still teaching the Civil War as the War of Northern Aggression. I mean, they, 
None of these parents are objecting to the teaching of slavery, segregation, the civil rights movement. All of that has been taught for years and rather robustly. If you look at the textbooks used by students, including my own children, they have long chapters that really go into into considerable depth. And that's fine. And parents have never objected to that. What they're objecting to is the identity politics stuff of teachers telling students, even in uh, elementary school, about their white privilege and white dominance and uh, their role in, in preserving racism. That's what they're objecting to. And instead, Weingarten is, in, is engaging on a really dishonest level. I mean, she's saying, oh, critical race theory is just something taught in law school. That's right. Critical race theory is taught in law school. But what is being taught um, in some of the lessons plans that parents are objecting to are components of critical race theory. That is, this is the type of, you know, know, arguments of privilege, white dominance that came out of this uh, movement. So whatever you call it, what Weingart does want to do is to deal with the specific objections of parents. And instead, she's just misrepresenting what they're saying. Now, in terms of litigation, it's really hard to fire any teacher who's unionized. I mean, it, uh, it takes literally years yeah. in the grievance process. So, yeah, I mean, obviously they're going to defend uh, these teachers, uh, but there's going to be other fights going on as well. You have this teacher in Virginia who won on the trial court level when he objected in a school board meeting uh, to being required to use the pronouns according to the new rule. I talked to them. Well, I, talked to, I talked to him today, the gym teacher. Got reinstated. Right. Well, that rule also requires students to use these pronouns. That could lead to litigation. I mean, there's serious religious and free speech issues when you start to tell students that they have to refer to each other in particular ways. But the school board is proceeding with an appeal in that case trying to fire this teacher. I hear you. I'm very curious. 26 states have banned the teaching of critical race theory, and she says she wants to take, uh, she wants to introduce this curriculum in those 26 states, and will back them up with union dues and pay for their attorneys. Fantastic. Is that what you really want your union doing? Uh, but it's fully yeah, backed I, by Joe Biden. Yeah, and she, I got to tell you, she's destroying this union. She's harming teachers. She has made the union into an offshoot of politics. And it really hurts all of us in education because, you know, teachers were held to great esteem because we were we were viewed as, as basically teaching our subjects. Even if we were liberal, people often objected to teachers being liberal. But until recently, teachers were not viewed as being yeah. activists in overall. This union is all in on that type of activism. Jonathan Turley, thanks so much. I cannot wait to get the Thank bill you. for this segment. I, two rich <laughs> topics, and yeah, but but we do have resources to pay for it, so we'll, good, good. the check will clear. Jonathan, where I'll Venmo you, <laughs> Jonathan Turley. Thank you. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform, and watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.